Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Who are you? Exactly. <laughs> we haven't done this for a while. I know. I've been away. You left me for five weeks. Oh, you were very busy along with everyone else at the brokerage. It's a true story. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and hi, Matt. Yes. Well, there's that. Um, so I have all of these market stats in front of me for the month of July since I'm trying to catch up on what I missed here. Or I could just ask you, like, how was the market in July? Busy. Really? Uh, Yeah. Because, you know, the real estate blogs are like, oh, sky is falling, sky is falling, everything's sitting, there's inventories piling up. Not the case? Well, see, here's the thing. You can look at some stats that say, this is what's going on in the Bay Area. Or even beyond that, there's the California stats, there's the nationwide stats, there's the San Francisco stats, and then there's Jackson Fuller stats. In other words, all markets are local, and some are localer than others. So the market's good then? Well, I think, I mean, I'm, I was being a little flip. I do think that we, um, August more than July, it has been a tad slower. And I don't even think it, it's not like sales are dropping. I just think we've had our typical summer dip in inventory and it went from low to really low in inventory because of just the typical summer slowdown with a lot of people on vacation getting out of the fog. That's what I read about for San Francisco in the month of July. It was so foggy. Foggy, foggy, foggy. It was so foggy. (laughs) I mean, if I'm looking at the the market stats, you know, if I look at new listings for condos or single family homes in the MLS, so condo resales, not new construction condos, like July 18 over 17, down substantially, but year to date, you know, basically flat. So, I mean, it just kind of seems like it was a very dramatic July, if you will. Dramatic July or non-dramatic July? Dramatic July. Like, I mean, inventory was down a little more than it has been for the year, but it's just, it's the summer slowdown. It's the summer slowdown. Yeah. And see, here's the point where I'm going to sound woo-woo. What What does it mean to sound woo-woo? I'm going to talk about my gut feelings, Matt. Yes, because like, are we talking about statistics or are we telling stories? That's the thing. That's the thing. No, I mean, it, sometimes I'll read on the blogs like, oh, the, like you said, the sky is falling, the market's falling apart, we're doomed, and blah, blah, blah. But then I look around at what we're doing here, and we're getting three listings ready for the market. We've got buyers out. We've got people looking at resales and new construction. And it's like, well, I mean, obviously, the market overall could be slower, but it doesn't mean that like no one's doing anything. No, it's very true, but it like just makes me want to fly off on this tangent of other than real estate agents who reads the real estate blogs. Because I mean, if you know you form like a viewpoint of the market based on what what you read there, it's a little bleak. But it's you know, but then if you actually look at the numbers, and then if you go beyond the numbers and actually go out and talk with clients and people that are out there in the market. You know, very different. Well, we have, as you know, one of our listings is taking offers in approximately 25 minutes. And Although not by the time people hear this. By correct. the time people hear this, it like will long have sold for over asking. <laughs> <laughs> and we have um, over a dozen disclosure packages out. And I think we're queued up to probably get five, maybe six offers. 
I mean, I've had agents calling me all morning asking me what's happening. And they're saying almost every single person who's called me to check in prior to submitting their offer has said, oh my gosh, these buyers are so frustrated. They keep getting bid out and this is the perfect place for them. And what can we do to get it? And then that's when I talked about duffel bags of Benjamins. I'm are, kidding. Are we getting YouTube videos? Dog treats? Not yet. <laughs> it's a, it's at an entry level price point. It's at a very attractive price point. So a lot of interest. Yes. So what do what do the market stats for July mean? Is it all just a blip? Is it all just kind of you know we're out to not out to the beach because it's too cold yes, to see the beach. I think, I mean, if I had to guess, I don't think interest rates have gone up enough yet to drive buyers away. I think that we've had this incredible amount of pent-up demand for the last several years when we've been in this low inventory market. And so if there's a blip in July, I think it's probably a blip. And of course, our market can turn on a dime. And again, going back to the woo-woo, it doesn't feel like we're going off a cliff. It just feels like the summer take a breath. And maybe I'm just tired because you left for five weeks. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, like, like, well, all of the data you sources. You should say thank me. Well, thank you. Thank, thank me. No, well, then I, well, if I I'm know. saying thank me, then that's. I don't know. Right? Thank you. I'm saying thank you. Wait, where were we? I don't know. <laughs> all your woo woo ness has distracted <laughs> me. Where do I sign? <laughs> I guess, you know, the thing that's unchanged is we're as unaffordable as, as when I left, if not more so. The median price for a single family home in San Francisco is approaching a million seven. At last I heard it was like a million six fifty or sixty, something like that, which is out of reach of many, many, many people. And yet the market is still strong. It is. And there are, obviously, there are a lot of people who can't afford that. And there are properties to be had under that price. There's the condo market. You can get a condo for less than a million six. You can get a house for less than a million six. It's just, where's it going to be? Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the resale condo market, it's like a million two is about the median. So a million six, two million six, five on a single family, a million two. And we're like, oh, a million two. It's so much more affordable. Uh, Yes. And there are still plenty of people, you know, that can't afford a $1.2 million condo. Yeah. We need more housing. How long have we been saying that? Since we got into this. You know, I have to say, I mean, not to be like totally doomsday on it, but it's looking a little bleak for some of San Francisco's larger housing construction projects. I mean, the the shipyard is slowed down, I guess you could say. The, the, the shipyard is, um, oh gosh. Um, and, and I mean, it's supposed to be like, you know, over time, it was like 30,000 units of housing or like a very, very large number. And then, um, you know, Treasure Island, like another, you know, five figure housing, like the, the state just came out with new or I'm not sure who new sea level rise indicators. Right. And it's just kind of like, really, we're putting how many housing units on a fake island that is really susceptible <laughs> to see coastal sea rise. Global warming is a hoax, Matt. Don't you know that? God. Oh, and for I, anyone I who, For Whoops. anyone who thinks I'm serious, I'm not serious. <laughs> Jeez. So we keep talking about more housing and it trickles in. It's never enough. And it always seems to be a fight. Is this the new normal? That's a really good question because to approach the number of new housing units that we need, I think we would have to have 
50, 60,000 new housing units in the pipeline. And San Francisco is continuing to add jobs and there's no place to put the people for those jobs. So that means that they live outside the city and they commute, which puts strain on the roads and public transit and ferries and Caltrain and BART. What is this? A commercial for moving to Portland? I mean, <laughs> work with me here. Where's the woo woo? <laughs> Well, the woo-woo is people like to be 50 years old and have roommates, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's the new normal, but the prices keep going up and there's a limited supply and the laws of supply and demand, they're very evident here. People want to live here. Some people can afford it. A lot of people can't. Well, as I'm thinking about this problem, just kind of like from, I don't know, trying to think about it from a different point of view. Like what's interesting is the people who would benefit most from us solving this problem don't live here. What do you mean? Well, like they're the, the people that would want to move here. Like if it was suddenly affordable, it seems like there's this, everyone who's here managed to get here and has got their, their piece of the housing slice one way or other, you know, they're, they're renting, they're buying, they own whatever it is, but they've, they've got something. And as soon as you get here and you've got something, you seem to become, you know, very locked into like protecting what whatever that is versus kind of like being able to step back and think about it from this holistic point of view. Like, you know, if we were building for everyone and it was, you know, to everyone's benefit versus 800,000 competing self-interests. Does that make any sense? It's very true. And I, I do hear over and over again that, well, even if we build more housing, the city can't absorb any more people. So we need to, you know, pull up the moat. That would, be, that would be messy. <laughs> Super messy. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what analogy I'm trying to use, but find me a metaphor, Matt. Uh, so they want to close the gate behind them and say, we're full. No one else can come here. But the fact of the matter is that people want to move here. People are moving here and people are still coming because they want to live in this beautiful city. It does appear to be the network effect in effect, which is, you know, you have some concentrated good and that attracts more people that, that want more of that. And it kind of becomes the multiplying effect, right? Silicon Valley is, is on fire. It's creating jobs left and right. Everyone wants to be a part of that. It's almost like a badge of honor, you know, to come live here in these circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I moved here 18 and a half years ago, and it was... Wow! Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? It is. By far the longest I've lived in any one place in my life. And it's changed a lot. And I'm sure the people who lived here for 18 years when I moved here were saying the same thing about 19... I can't even do that math. Right, which is why it's always fun to hang out with a native and listen to them really complain. So, wrapping up the July market update, month supply of inventory. (laughs) did we... Boom! Did we go on a couple of tangents there? Um, month supply of inventory, like still under two, um, for condos or single families. Um, so f- still really tight. And for anyone who doesn't know what month supply of inventory is, that is with the current rate of sales and the current number of listings on the market, it would take two months to sell everything and then have zero listings left. But that's not going to happen because we know September and October, Carl the Fog goes on a long overdue vacation. Suddenly everyone lists their property. We have our second mini inventory bump of the year and it's 
blue skies all the way through Halloween. It's a true story. All right, then. And with that, I think we're done. Boom! Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 